the fuck do you think you are coming in here talking to me like this? Why don't you get the fuck out of here? Oh, Kevoy listeners, welcome back to Satriel's Pod Store, your one-stop shop for all things Sopranos. It's your host, Sam, and this week we're discussing one of the great episodes of Season 1, Pax Soprano, and uh, this is Episode 6 in the series, and with me is everyone's favourite co-host, Davo. Dave, hi, bud. Oh, hey, Capitana. Thanks for that little um, everyone's favourite co-host. That's nice. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Oh, good, good. <laughs> uh, so la- last episode we had... Um a very slow burn of an episode where it's more about the personal relationships with Tony, whereas this episode, we're back to the crime life, and we're all about how the DeMaio crime family in fucking New Jersey is operating. Um, this one is a lot more action-packed, violence, street thuggery than um, probably, I would say, most other episodes in season one. It's very uh, yeah, yeah. how the streets yeah. operate. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. What's your thoughts uh, on the initial thoughts on this episode, Lou? No, I totally agree. Like, there's a lot happening in here. Like, in terms of, um, oh, you know, little, um, you know, from ca- yeah, yeah, exactly. From card games to how captains are dealing with the whole issue of it, to even uh, you know the we introduced to the feds and how they're watching them. Like, yeah. very good episode. Very good episode into the nuts and bolts of. Um, the New Jersey Mafia. Very good, very good. Very good. I'll let you. Yeah, I'll let you keep going. <laughs> All right, mate. All right, that's why you're a good co-host, mate. Because you <laughs> fucking hand the reins back. All right. <laughs> so um, the episode opens up with Tony meeting that fucking scumbag of a in cop. Um, I can't remember the fucking the wet, greasy, slick back hair. Fucking yeah, the dad from Home Alone suit. Dad from Home Alone. And basically, he's talking about how he roughed up uh, Melfi's boyfriend. And Tony doesn't really like that. He gets, you know, he, he, just, he just wants a guy who's in control of, you know, the situation, not a fucking strunz that just, you know, flies off the hip. This guy's a cowboy, right? This cop. Yeah. I forget his name, but remember. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Vin. Mac- Vin, that's it. Vin? Yeah. 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 Some first. He's a scumbag. And he's just. Yeah. Um, Degenerate gambler, and obviously he's just trying to earn a bit of good graces with Tony because he obviously earns him a lot of money. So then Tony gets upset, but then, then the next scene is pretty much him bringing Melfi coffee, and Melfi's not feeling too, uh, I guess, happy about that because you know there's no gifts. And he's just saying, "Relax, it's just coffee." But um, I could I could see why she would think that he's encroaching on her yeah. boundaries, the professional relationship boundaries. And this is what we we're talking about in the last episode. Like, why is um fucking Carmela again so upset like she clearly you know she's a doctor she knows where the boundaries are she's a professional woman like you know what I mean yeah exactly yeah like everybody finds your husband irresistible you know what I mean yeah exactly not everybody finds a fucking six foot fucking balding fat Italian <laughs> fucking desirable yeah exactly <laughs> Oh shit! And you know what? The contents of that conversation, I don't really think, is too important. So we'll skip ahead to what we see. Is probably it's the battle for the for the tribute. So there's a card yes. game, and Mikey uh, Palmisi, who's fronting for Junior Soprano, comes in, mm-hmm. yeah, and he 
the car game's happening, but it's obviously been running by some bloke in the crew. And Tony's like, um, sorry, Mikey's like, well, well, you know, who are you paying for this card game? Who, who said you could do this card game full stop? Yeah. The guy says, I got told to kick up to uh, Jimmy Gilterry. And he's like, no, no, no. Well, who told you to kick up to Jimmy Gilterry? I'm the fucking, you know, Tony, yeah. uh, Junior Soprano runs this fucking Yeah. He ain't respecting old arrangements. Yeah. 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 So you see Junior is fucking busting heads on the street to get that respect of the boss. Once again, old school ways of that. Yeah. You know, how, how Junior's old school. This is the way he gets his respect. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and and like, and in an, in an old school manner of making money as well. Like, not your sophisticated schemes like Tony does. Just your, your old school card game. Kick up. Kick up. Tribute. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, another example of <laughs> yeah. uh, of junior, old school junior. Yeah. And do we see the man in the next shot. He's got this proud face of his. He's standing upright, getting a new suit made, and he just looks like he's just smug and smiling from ear to ear about how good he looks and how how good he feels being the boss. Yeah. And this uh, scene here is, uh, it sets up a I guess a chain of reaction of events, but basically the Taylor's um. God's uh, grandson. Correct, yeah. He dies of a drug overdose and he finds out who sold him these drugs. Uh, Mikey. Um, yeah, the local dealer, the Rusty Irish. Rusty what Irish. A, what a name, Rusty, Rusty Irish. Irish. Good. And um, he's basically made a promise to the tailor that, you know, because he's the Don of New Jersey, he's going to take care of his problem. So Mikey basically... Through inadvertently, I guess, just running his mouth, talks about how the kid got high and took a nosedive off of some bridge and kept swirling, swirling, and hit, bashing his head on the rock. He's just, Mikey's just got no tact, eh? No like, sense, I love it how they, he's just like, he's so descriptive with yeah. everything. Like, in front of the person you shouldn't be fucking descriptive with. Yeah, like, exactly. he, did it, he did it with Jackie Pro when he was on his deathbed. Now he's doing it with this poor nonno who lost his grandson. Exactly. <laughs> he's just got no tact, this kid. He's the worst. I can't stand the bloke. Mikey's one bloke. He just looks like a fucking idiot. He just, he's just an idiot, this kid. He's got a face you want to hit. Yeah, oh, Big top. He's got yeah. that. Oh, that. Fucking face, you just want to smack. Um, smug face. Some smug what face. So, yeah. Junior is, is, is irate and he's intense because he can't believe someone's dealing drugs to a kid in his, in his fucking area. So, he, he guarantees to the tailor that he's going to take care of this problem. He's going to take care of his problem. Now, Junior does understand that Rusty Irish kicks up to another capo in his crew, Larry Boy Barese, but we'll get to that. Mm. So... The next uh, scene is fucking, again, uh, Junior having a gas bag with Lydia in the old folks' home. And the two, whenever these two are together, they're conspiring about something. Yeah, they're yeah. conspiring about something. And what's funny about the scene is that that guy in the walker comes up to him and says, oh, hey, you going or whatever. And he goes, I keep walking, pal. I keep walking. <laughs> I guess he wants to make the distinction that whilst he's old, he's not over. You know what I mean? He's still, he's still the boss and he's, not, he's, he's old, but he's definitely not done. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny. It's funny seeing. Um, so <laughs> Junior is very funny. Yeah. I love his one-liners. He's actually a very good character. He adds a lot of value to to he's scenes. A straight man, but he he he's the butt of a lot of jokes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But then he, yeah, he's a butt of a lot of jokes. But then he's still quick to give you a good one. Give you a good 
sting joke as well. Just dressing down. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's good like Why that. Why are you talking to me like I'm some miserable? I love that. <laughs> uh, so is it, and so what? What are they talking about at this? Um, initially, it starts off just a present, uh, a pleasant visit. Yeah, but then Lydia um, lets it slip that Hesh is operating a loan shark or bookie business or something. I can't remember. He's either a loan shark or he's a bookie. Yeah. And basically, um, he's been operating tax-free because okay. he was a friend to Tony's dad. Um, yeah, okay. His brother. Um, I forget his name. He's- what a random thing to bring up from Livia. She's a fucking conniving she- bitch, this woman. Shit, like, that's really random. Like, she's very conniving to mm. come up with something so random like that, say it to Junior, expect nothing to happen or expect her... Just to fuck to... things up. That's all yeah. she wants to do. Yeah. Because she's yeah. not getting anything. She won't get anything out of this arrangement. And I, don't, I don't, and I don't think she wants anything out of that, like no. any of these arrangements as well. Just to be she's, a bitch. Yeah. yeah. She's no good. She's fucking up Johnny. Her relationship with Tony is, is so contentious that she has to just do something to make everyone's life difficult. Why? Just keep your mouth shut. Whose business? You know what you're doing. Why are you doing it for? Tony's... I can't stand people like this. Anyway, so Lydia, Olivia informs the Junior of what's going on and Hesh doesn't know it yet, but he's in trouble because Junior has got this hard on for making everyone understand that he's the yeah. boss. You know what I mean? So he's going to get fucking taxed. Um, and there's a you know you believe you watch Game of Thrones there's a yeah. um, you know Tywin Lannister mm-hmm. the, he's the dad the, uh, the dad the dad you say yeah the dad yep. he's yep. the uh, what's the Capo di Cap, no Capo what's the saying the boss of all bosses I don't know what the saying yeah. is Italian. yeah but his his logic is anyone that has to say that they're the king is no he's not king. the exactly anyone who Correct. has to constantly remind someone that they're the boss isn't really the boss. Yeah, yeah. I hear and, you. I hear you. And you look at this situation here with um, Junior. Every two minutes, he's too keen to remind someone of who runs things in North in North Jersey or New Jersey, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's very evident that he's boss in name and he's boss of his crew. But it's just... No one wants to deal with someone like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I, it's just... And it's not the way to go about this as well. I don't think, uh, has he always, does he, you think for an old fella, he's been in the game for a while, you would know which, what bosses have worked successfully. And to take, like, he's just going down his own route and he doesn't care how, like, how he's perceived or whatever. Yeah. Hot seat, payday. Like, Tony's very smart in giving him the the veil of the boss, knowing full well that he's got no idea. Like, I think Tony initially thought it might be a little bit quieter with him being boss because he knew he was a bit of an old school kind of uh, character. I didn't think he'd expect him to, to be like this. No. And, that, and I, I think that's why Tony's like, oh, fuck, this is a bit ugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what have uh, I done here? Fuck, yeah, like grabbing yeah. the collar. Ugh, what the fuck, what do we do now kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, exactly right, man. Like, yeah. it's, um, the guy's a Michelle, to be honest. He's just he's just one, he's a walking disaster. Yeah. It's a, 
Capo di Capi. That's it. Capo di Capi. Anyway, so the guy's a fucking dis- disgrace, this bloke. And he is so old school, stuck in his ways that he's like... He's just uh, he's just looking for some to be offended, if that makes sense. You know those trucks that doesn't matter what you do, they're always going to complain about something you did. hundred oh, percent. They just want to be. They just want to complain about you or how you offended them or how you did wrong by them. How exactly. Is no good. Always coming and, back to respect or some shit like that. Hundred. Yeah, I agree with. You. Yeah. And it's like if you were just a relaxed bloke and rational and had a bit more of a rapport with people, you'd be surprised that people would just accept you as the boss because out of sort of lineage and you're the oldest they would generally accept it because he's such a fucking wanker cunt stain they're not going to want to do business with you mate that's just how it is that's how life is mate Tony's personable younger more friendly has uh, he doesn't tax everyone to the gills of course they're going to go with Tony, man. He's more exactly. rural. He just has more life about him instead of some yeah. fucking wet towel of a bloke like you, you fucking junior. That's right. Don't get me wrong. Tony gets his chinkle minutes and he'll <laughs> go like he'll go hard, but yeah. I think you still know where you stand with him at the end of the day. Like, And he still understands, you know, look, Tony's all like, you know, it, it, it's not like it's a, a hidden uh, – hidden, um, message throughout the whole series but tony's obviously aware of past leaders conquerors and he's kind of learned from it like he's he likes his history right so he understands what makes a good leader regardless of what regardless of what whatever he's doing you know he knows what needs to be done and how to lead people and you know as i said he's got his chingo minutes where he'll fly off the cuff and off the reservation right and then other times, you know, you can have a sit down with him and he's a bit more civilized. Mm. So, yeah. And Junior's not that. No, Junior's, Junior's always got that. the chink of minutes, mate. Anyway, the thing I've got to make also clear is that Junior's Sopran is the type of person to have an idiot like Mikey work for him because Mikey sucks his ass. Mm. Um, whereas Tony, if you look at the people he surrounds himself with, he doesn't suffer fools gladly. Mm. If that makes sense, so for example, he he doesn't like um, Bobby Bacala because Bobby Bacala is a bit of a shruns. Yeah, right? um, he doesn't like. Um, but on the other hand, he uh, Ralphie he tolerates because Ralphie has the sense for the business and can make money. If that makes sense. Yeah, cur- yeah, nah, you know yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he he respects the fact that he's an earner. Yeah, and he yeah. he he likes to have people in his keep that are just good business people. Yes, um, that's right. He doesn't really necessarily like to be around yes men or people that lick his butthole like um, Junior needs to with exactly, Mike. Because Mike he's is sl- a Mike is exactly. a Because what well, would you? Because then you got to do all the work. Yeah, exactly. Correct. So get get these smart guys beneath you. Let them fucking do the runaround and reap the rewards. Correct. 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 Anyway, yeah, we got a bit of a tangent there about yeah. how, how much of a Thrun's uh, genius. Anyway, so Tony's had a, a fight with his uh, Russian. I can't stand the Russian girlfriend. I, I know we talk about this, but Rashid's just the cannoli. Always going on about something. This woman, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Poor She's lady. um. Poor lady. Yeah. Look, 
She's probably poor thing. She's probably got nothing going for her. She's fucking the mafia boss. She probably thinks, oh, you know, she's it's better than back in being back in the homeland, being fucking nothing. So, mm. but she's all there. Yeah, just very. <laughs> she, oh, we said it before. Just not worth it. Not no, worth she's, it. Not it, worth it. Bang so bang a stripper from the butter bang or something. Get it out of the way. Don't have it. Don't have a blood. Don't have a bloody good man. Honestly, mm, it's it's pretty uh, disappointing. I mean, it's someone in her position, Russian immigrant, doesn't obviously not very well educated. It's got nothing going for her. She has to fucking fuck a fat man to get some something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. Poor lady, poor lady. Next scene is um, uh, Chrissy walking through Satrials, and we see the familia at the table playing some cards, and we've got mm. at the table um, Tony. Uh, Puss, some other bloke I've never seen before with a comb over, and the guy from the bodyguard from the body bada bing, and they're talking about, um, I guess basically the family and how he's, I think his uncle or whatever, uh, Hesh is outside, sorry, wanted yeah. to speak to him. And Hesh is, this is where the scene where Hesh informs, uh, Tony that he's gonna get taxed, um, by yeah. Junior. And basically, that the demand to be taxed isn't unreasonable from a yes. boss, yeah. but the amount is, and the amount is so large and gratuitous. This back tax, because Junior's worked out some back tax that Hesh has to pay, mm. that it's going to force him out of the area. And and Tony's a bit insulted by this because Tony sh- assumes that Junior knew that Hesh and his dad, um, fuck, what's his dad, Johnny Boy, were close friends and respected one another and to tax a friend of Johnny Boy is an insult almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And he gets angry. He gets hot under the collar because he can't understand why Junior would have such a hard on for pretty much Hesh. He's an old Jewish man in his fucking 60s. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. fuck, man. You're going to tax him too. So everybody has to get taxed to know who the boss is. And I, and I think the amount was, I can't remember the amount. But it I think was, it's like two hundred. Yeah, it's like 200 or three. Oh, no, more. Yeah. I think like half a mil or something. Like, yeah, yeah, something, something like that. ridiculous. Yeah, so... Yeah, so th- th- we learned that. And we also learned a bit about Hesh's backstory, about how he was a music producer back in the heyday and how he pretty much his music company um, has royalty checks from some, you know, doo-wop group that he yeah. pretty much owns the rights to. And Tony says, some black kids make the re- music, you just fucking get the money. So it just shows <laughs> how Hesh was obviously of that generation or that ilk of the music industry where they just exploited talent, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, and... so. And no difference yeah, to what, like, story. exactly. Everyone, everyone, the thing is, everyone exploits everyone, whether you're in the fucking mafia, music industry, the stock market, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah, fucked every, one or the other. everyone's cut from the same fucking cloth when it comes to this stuff. And I think that's what, like, people, like, they always try to allude to. They, like, watching it as, like, don't think anyone, you're better than these guys, you know, just because they're in the mafia, you think, you know, you can put your nose over it. Everyone's fucking cut from the same cloth. Everyone's out to screw each other. Everyone wants the dollars. Man. Exactly. Everyone wants the dollars. Um, and so the next scene is Tony, and this is the first scene, the dream sequence was he actually sort of sexualizing Melfi and he's having a sex dream that he's um, getting a blowjob from Melfi who says, I love your cannoli, which is love- his Russian girlfriend's voice. I love your cannoli. <laughs> I love your cannoli. Um, so this is the first. <laughs> Tell me this when you first heard that. Yeah. Oh, man. I love your cannoli. I love your cannoli. Um, 
And Tony obviously is in some black satin sheets or whatever the fuck and candles everywhere and it's very romantic and whatever. He's huffing and puffing where he's getting this gob. And um, you, you can just think, oh, who is it? Is who, Who's he thinking about? Who's he thinking about? Who's he thinking about? And he pulls the sheet back to see Melfi's, Melfi's head. And Melfi says, I love your cannoli. But, I mean, this is, yeah, this is, I'm pretty sure this is the first time he admits or thinks that he's sexualizing about Melfi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because all the other, kind of the other episodes when he's with the um, private investigator, like alludes to the fact that he might have feelings yeah. for her. But this is like the next level of he's fantasizing about her. And look, yeah. let's face it, when Tony fantasizes about you, he's he's going to get his cock to do the talking. Let's be honest. So pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much. That's what's going to happen. And um. And then we move along. We just um, we jump to the next scene where Tony then he decides that he can't go to his uncle and the boss of the family and ask him not to tax Hesh because that would be a sign of disrespect and a couple. Um, uh, I guess you know it's a chain of command. A couple can't yeah. ask a boss not to do something. That's yeah, just disrespectful. That's right. like, it doesn't work that way. Exactly. And Tony, see, that's what I love about Tony. Respects the family, yeah. the chain. And he knows how to get things done. So, and to get around that, what he does is he he um, speaks to um, fuck. Oh, I'm not another mental play. Johnny Sack from oh. the Vitazi crime family, right? Yep. So he's he has the a meeting. Yeah, he's the underboss of yeah the New York. Yeah. New York. Yeah. I'm gonna say um, one of my yeah. favorite characters. I love Johnny Sack. You love Johnny Sack. I always loved him. Really? For, Why? What's the I don't know. He's just. Really, I don't know whether he's like that cool smoking man thing. He's always vibe he's got going on, and but I like how he's still old school, a bit like Tony, all right. So he understands what the family is, um, chain of commands, things like that. Mm. I just always like the way he's going about business. Besides, obviously marrying a bit of a heifer in Ginny Sack, but <laughs> besides that, I really enjoy Johnny Sack. I think he's good, good value. Um, I don't. Oh, I'm indifferent to him. Um, I think he's a vain man, and he's yeah. also, he's also a greedy. Particularly, yeah. when, gets, when everyone gets comes to the boss, they just want money. Yeah. Particularly when he gets to the top seat, or when he's fighting um, Carmine Junior for the seat, he just comes. He just gets greedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, very interesting can't. to see how that everyone just gets sort of um, tainted by the. The prosperity and the, and the potential revenue you can earn as the boss of a crime family. Yeah, yeah, the power. The yeah. power corrupt sort of thing. Power, money, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind him, but I, he's not one of my favourites. I don't. He's too much of a slick fuck, you know what I mean? He's slippery slick, you know what I mean? Yeah. One of those blokes. Yeah, like it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway. Um, so Tony meets with him, yeah? Is that Tony basically meets with him. asking? And no, Tony... Asking, yeah. Yeah, he asks, and this is what you said about Tony, it's good about Tony, is that he asks him to organise a sit-down with his uncle because Hesh has gone to Johnny Sack to request a sit-down in order to negotiate better terms for this sort of tax taxation. And what he's done is he's kind of bent the rules because technically Hesh has been working... Uh, uncontracted, if you like, he hasn't been paying his proper tax because he hasn't been aligned to anyone. He was friends with Johnny Boy Soprano, but he never paid tribute to Johnny Boy Soprano. And this is where the issue is, right? So now, by being by, by Junior asking for tribute, he's essentially claiming Hesh. 
So then Hesh can't go, oh no, I need to, I need, I need to go to Tony and get Tony to fix this because all part of the same crime family. Hesh has to go outside the crime, outside the Demeo crime family to the Lupitazis and ask the Lupitazis for a sit down because then it's almost like an equal meeting an equal, if that makes sense. Mm. And so the head of all the underboss of Lupitazis having to sit down on behalf of Hesh with Junior for a negotiation obviously um, is more of a respect thing than going through to basically he can't go through Tony in this circumstance, yeah, right? Yeah. And they manipulate the conversation by saying that they gotta ask if they gotta to allude to the fact that they gotta make think that Junior is the one that came up with the figure. Sort of That's thing. right. And that Junior can't know Hesh spoke to Tony. That's the big emphasis of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, and then from this like little, <laughs> you know, meeting at dinner while Tony's supposed to be out with Carmella, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think like Johnny's saying... Always got something up his sleeve. Tony. Oh, dude. There's always, just... oh, by the way, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, by yeah. the way, I just got to do this. Or oh, by the way, this is this bloke's here. I got to have a chat with him. He's just... Clicking away, he's, his mind's just clicking. He's just, what's the next one? What's the next one? He's just always on the ball about the family. But what, like, essentially, Johnny Sack kind of, uh, he, you know, he figures out Tony's kind of the man behind the scenes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like he kind of understands that, like from what he's talking about. So yeah. he's, he he wants Tony on, like he wants to the simpatico. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, in the car ride home, Carmela's upset, obviously, that Tony went away, but he also, she alludes to the fact that she thinks Tony wants to fuck Melfi, and he does, I guess, and the next scene, he's giving coffee to Melfi, and Melfi's feeling very uncomfortable about receiving coffee, and she insists on paying for it or something, I don't know, something... And Melfi's like having car trouble, so she takes her phone from call from the mechanic, and then he Tony offers her to help her, and he says, "No, I don't really want anything from you." So she's drawing a very distinct line about where the professional, how the relationship has to be professional and cordial. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carmel is not a rational person. We know this, and she ends up spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars getting the house modelled with new furniture, because again, that's her way of getting back at Tony, hitting the wallet. Because she suspects him of having an affair with the fucking psychiatrist, I couldn't live with a woman like this. To be honest, just I'm just saying this. Like a partner shouldn't be. <sighs> I don't know. It's intense, man. I oh, know it's it, look. She knows he fucks around. It's weird. It's a weird one. It's a weird one because she knows he oh, fucks. He fucks around. It's the mafia. Like, oh, look, do you, you know, you know. That's my whole point. What do you think you're marrying into? Yeah, that's right. You to expect right. him to be a saint to you. Who do you Come think on. you are? Like, you, think yeah, you knew what you're getting into. Your attitude so good that he's going to leave her. Like, he's just going to be a saint for you. you look yeah. who you're marrying. Make a better yeah. decision. Make a better life choice. Yeah. Constant battle thing. in her head, I reckon. Mm. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uses the fruits of it as well by buying, as you said, the furniture. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's repulsive, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> um, so we go to the sit down and the sit down pretty much goes the way um, how Tony predicted yeah pretty much so Tony can obviously read his uncle yeah, yeah. Um, and they make no mistake about it but because um... <laughs> even you know even like 
you know, gets upset at um, Hesh saying, oh, you know, how come you didn't come to me? You, know, you go behind my back to Johnny, uh, to Johnny Sack. Mm, like, mm. he played along with it fantastically and just mm. work, worked out to script for them. And it, as you said, it just goes to show how well Tony knows his uncle. Yeah, exactly. And what it's about to him. I love it in the meeting, though, in the sit-down. Junior goes, God forbid I should stop someone from earning. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, give me a break. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. God forbid. Yeah, you just want your taste, mate. You just want your cut, mate. You want your yeah. slither, your slice. And he's yeah, taking a big a cut. He wanted 500 big gorillas. Yeah, mate. Right. That's a lot of gorillas. Dude, that's Jesus. fucking sell your house, mate. That's fucked. Yeah. That's fucked. Um, so, they anyway, they come to an agreement that suits both parties. And Tony just shows you how executive, oh, executive, how um, effective Tony is as uh, a person who can play the mafia game in terms of manipulating the people he needs to manipulate to get the outcome he wants to get. So he gets a favorable outcome that Hesh is happy and Hesh remains in business. Junior's happy because he gets his tribute and he's not offended that Hesh went to, he doesn't know that Hesh went to Tony. So can I, can I ask you, in terms of Hesh and his relationship with Tony, why is it so? Is it is it just the respect thing that Tony has to look out? Because he's obviously getting no kickbacks. He's not getting any money from Hesh. Am I correct in saying that? Obviously. Yeah. Yep. So is it just more of a respect thing, uh, and with it's obviously like Johnny Hesh Boy, was, Hesh is like, like a that? family uncle sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So it, yeah, it's generally like a respect thing, and he just doesn't want to see him get burnt. By this deal. Yeah, yeah, he just want to, he doesn't yeah. want to see his, his family friend, a man his dad obviously had a lot of time for, which is weird yeah. for Tony. Why? Like, oh no, no, I'm saying like obviously Tony is it's always something with Tony, like in terms mm-hmm. of monetary wise in this whole mob game, and it's 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 weird to see him do something that he actually doesn't benefit from. Do you know what oh, I mean? Okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, so it goes to show he still he's got that respect aspect to him, and. Mm-hmm. When it, sometimes it actually doesn't all come down to fucking well, over for money or helping someone for money, like it's yeah. I think I think it's because he it, his dad is the one person he's never says bad any bad word about. To be honest, yeah. But so he loves his dad so much. I think that he's doing it uh, just out of respect purely for his old yeah. man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I guess that's the reason why. But I mean. If you had an uncle that you grew up with or a family friend that you grew up with and your uncle was trying to rob him or not rob him but fucking do something that was not really right, you'd probably want to have a chat. You know what I mean? If you try to have a meeting or something equitable and I think that's all he's trying to do. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. Yeah, and I think think there is a mention of a kickback or something. Uh, Yeah, like, yeah, Tony kind of... That's when Tony sits down with Junior and starts talking about... How he, sh- what kind of a leader he should be, and uh, I think he gets and yeah, and then he says like he should really the the, the kickback that he got from Hesh, mm. he should divvy up amongst yes the top the five capos. capos so then yep. everyone's happy. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of what Tony's, and that's what we're saying. Had Tony, you know, looks back at history and. Goes on yeah. that, on yeah. So he know like because originally, like when they were having that poker game with the cap, um, the capos at the beginning of mm-hmm. before Hesh, like uh, I think it's Larry Boy or someone there. Anyway, mentions like 
basically. Oh, that's the come, Blue. We're, we're a bit behind, actually. Oh, are we? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, so, he, so basically, there's another scene with Melfi, and Melfi tells him to fuck off. She's not okay. Um, and then uh, we get to the scene where Mikey, um, he gets the rusty Irish, and he flips him off, off over the bridge to replicate the grandson's death, and he pays off those guys to say, you didn't see nothing, he committed suicide, which I just would not work in. Just wouldn't happen. Like those those three men would not be scared of Mikey and that other dude. But he pays them <laughs> off to say that um they committed suicide. And then we come to the Satrials uh store where you got the capos all around. You got uh, Pussy, Tony, uh, Larry Boy, um, uh, Jimmy, and uh, Raymond. Oh yeah, sorry, and I did the, jump by your head. Yeah, sorry, and that's where they're all <laughs> complaining about. Um, he he doesn't let anyone eat. You know what I mean? He the yes. boss is taking in too much money, and Rusty Irish turns out was actually working for Larry Boy Barreza. He was kicking up to him, and he's one of his top earners. So that's what I'm saying. And I think I said this last episode that a lot of these family or mafia issues and wars actually aren't rival families fighting it out. There's actually crews within the family fighting it over because Mikey obviously had no idea that the Rusty Irish was actually <laughs> putting yeah. money in Junior's pocket. So that's how dumb Junior is. He's willing to cut his nose despite his face. To gain reputation with the tailor, he's actually taking money out of his pocket. Yeah. By killing the Russia, Rusty Irish. Because Rusty Irish kicks up to Larry Boy, and Larry Boy also has to kick up to Junior. So, yeah. But anyway, Tony's sitting at that table, and he's just, he goes, yes, I understand. He's really, he, he can feel the vibe and the temperature of the room, and he, he, gets, yeah. it, he gets that these, these guys are not happy with how the current regime is operating. Yeah, because yeah, they're losing money. Yeah, because then, uh, like even with, and then it's even like a little bit, obviously with that card game, how he's just busted in, even though, and then, but Tony goes, look, no one was kicking up in that game, like, mm. you know, he's got every, like, he's a, he's the boss, he's got every right to say to get yeah. something from it, like, even Tony yeah. knows that, like, yeah, someone's got to earn something. He can't just have a card game, and no one fucking pays anyone. Yeah, exactly. So he kind of understands, but yeah, he can see the. The disdain in the room from the other capos, and and then like because they kind of like you know they're essentially saying you know we've created a Frankenstein like you created a Frankenstein it was like me you guys we all fucking agreed that we we're going to have this old guy as like you know the fall guy and we were going to you know make some you know keep going the way we were earning mm. but now it hasn't exactly gone to plan that way and so Tony's going off. Oh, Fuck, you know, we actually need to go to a different plan. We got to go to Plan B is to get it back on track in terms mm. of so we can go back to the way we had things. So we just mm. need to settle, just settle things, settle these little these little waves now, yeah, and then get back to what we originally had envisioned of him being the fall guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it also goes to show he has the real power because everyone's talking to Tony about this issue. And, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, well, maybe we'll, we'll just keep skipping along here, Blue. But um, uh, yeah, we have another scene where Carmela is feeling she's a confession to the priest about how she feels jealous and how she wants to be. She didn't. She kind of understood why Tony had a gumba because it was purely, purely sex. But she feels that by Tony going to a female psychiatrist, it's taking her role as the wife away from her. Yeah. She's actually jealous in that capacity of a wife should be able the person that helps her husband and not a female psychiatrist, yeah. which I can empathize with. But at the same time, 
fuck, man, you don't go crazy. Like, what was your reaction, your first reaction to go fucking crazy? You know what I mean? And Melfi, in the next scene is Melfi telling him, look, you're only in love with me because I'm helping you. Um, and that's the progression of the therapy, but you're not really in love with me, but he, yeah. Tony believes otherwise. And there's a bit of a subplot there of the sexual tension between the two that they kind of exploit throughout the seasons. But um, what we get in the next scene is one of my favorite scenes in Sopranos full stop is when they're at the Little League game and mm. Tony is trying to explain to Junior through the use of metaphor about Roman emperors and, and whatnot. And it's all gone over Junior's head. And Junior just goes, come out with, well, just say what you mean. Like, he, he's so literal, this man. This man, Junior, is such a straightforward person. He can't think outside the box. He has no sideways vision. He has no anything, really. Like, he's just, yeah. he's just so steak and meat and potatoes kind of guy. And then, basically, Tony just comes out with it. Fucking, that money Hesh gave you, give it to your captains to keep people happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're only an effective leader if the people beneath you think you're an effective leader. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. It's just funny how that's how that comes about. Yeah, no, just <laughs> yeah, just another example of exactly Junior. Just so his fingers so not on the poles at all when it comes to people. Tony's laying it out for him, or as a metaphor. But fuck, you don't have to be that. You don't have to be that smart to work it out. <laughs> He, but, he, yeah, he laid out the again. wolf and people loved him. Like, and what's hard to get about that, mate? What's the... <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny. funny. Um, and then what else happened? And basically, Junior very slowly learns the lesson that he's trying to get taught here. And Hesh, they talk about it with Hesh and then Tony gives Hesh that money back. And then Camilla meets Tony at the pool and says, you know, Tony... She calms down, and this is what I understand. Every time with Camilla, it's full circle that she has to go. She gets pissy, then she turns angry and gets real mean and cunty, mm-hmm. and then she goes and does something to retaliate, i.e. spend money or fucking fuck, try and fuck a priest or whatever she does. <laughs> and then she comes around full circle and is apologetic and tries to rationalize and compromise with Tony. But can't we just get to that block? It's just the same shit, mate. It's just yeah. every fucking... It's just like a rat on a wheel, mouse on a, a wheel. On just a wheel. Say, it's the same thing. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just, you know what I mean? It's, it's just like, come on. Come on, love. Come exactly. On, don't love. like a fuck off. But no, exactly. you can't. You love the money, all right? You you just love it. You love the jewellery. You love the car. You love the house. You love the clothes. Don't fool anyone. Just be who you are. Who gives a fuck if you? Who gives a fuck if that's what motivates you? Like if that's who you are, that's who you are. Just mm. don't complain about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing that I, that's, uh, she, they're also outside of this house and this mansion by the pool, and she's just so accustomed to her, her way of living, a standard of living, that she just couldn't take the opportunity. I mean, I mean, I guess she can't leave Tony. How can you leave Tony? But yeah. <sighs> it's just I don't know. It's a song and dance that you kind of bit over. Yeah. And as people from Italian sort of descent, well, well you're very used to drama and yeah. and just how everything's an immediate volatile reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Male, female, doesn't matter. Young, doesn't old, matter. doesn't matter. Very, uh, blood's always boiling in Every an Italian. Yeah. And I don't know, you just get a bit over it, man. You get to a yeah. stage, you're like, just calm the fuck down, man. 
anyway, she admits to Tony that what she's is jealous of is that she he's confiding in another female. It's not a sexual thing; it's a personal thing, and he's developing a relationship. But then we get to the probably most interesting scene in Sopranos to date is mm-hmm. basically a dinner table, and it's um, Junior's uh, party or, or um, celebration, I guess, celebration or... party. And it's the first scene we get that cements or gives us some sort of structure to how this family is operating. So at this table, we have Junior at the head and everyone's around him and they're all raising the glasses or treating the glasses, some fancy suite in some hotel. Um, and it's obviously, you know, a bit of money's been splashed out because he's got champagne and you've got the waiters and they're all pouring the money. Not pouring the money, pouring the champagne into glasses. And the waiter's got on his little lapel under his name. It's a camera. And the camera's taking snaps of all the people at this at this party. And we see that the first... So they're giving a toast to Junior. And then one of the first uh, people that, that they snap is um, Larry Boy. And it says Larry Boy. And it has, I think in a title, is it said Capo? Or does it say... Yeah, I think the Capo, yeah. Or the Capo's got Capo. Yeah. So yeah. It, it snaps Raymond. It snaps Tony. It snaps Larry. Uh, who else does it snap? Uh, Jimmy... Uh, uh, Johnny Snack, Sack, sorry, gets snapped. Um, yeah, basically all the heads of the family, they get their picture taken. And the reason why is because the mafia is obviously trying to establish who is who. And, and then you have this pinup board in the FBI uh, headquarters. And on the pinup board, we have Mikey Boy is a soldier, uh, P- Pussy is a soldier. So you have all these soldiers on this board, right? But then as the head, they're going through the photos and they're trying to work out who's the head of the family. Mm. And this guy's just looking at this photo. So you have other boss, um, Jack Moore or Jackie Apru was the boss in his picture. So they mm. go up to that picture. They, they You look at the picture of Jackie and they have all the bosses, all the underbosses under him. So Lawrence Barese, Anthony Soprano, Raymond Corto, Karate Junior Soprano, James Altieri. They take off Jackie's picture and they elevate junior's picture so junior they understand now that junior's the boss so the, the fbi have got their fingers on the pulse mm. but what they don't understand is who's really running operation because they got him as the boss but they don't have tony as underboss or anything that's yeah. capo. i like how they you know they pan down to tony mm. and he's unchanged like yeah yeah like so tony's successful in his yeah. in his plan correct yeah and um, and then good little scene, all, that good little scene. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's what we because it that. introduces it introduces the FBI into this whole yep. world in this series because previously, it's not really mentioned much about the no. FBI, like uh, witness protection in the previous episode being college, but we've mm-hmm. never obviously now we're like oh okay this is now we might get a story about how the FBI might catch these guys or mm-hmm. yeah so it adds a whole new dynamic to this whole series. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're halfway through kind of the series. So, yeah, unexpected. And I reckon, yeah, they did it really well. Yep. Correct. And it also just helps you as the as the viewer kind of get a finger of what's going on and who's who because they don't yeah. really. It's the first time they ever take the the time to explain things. And that's what exactly. I like like, about. Don't, don't forget, we're like, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about it now, but fuck, we've watched this yeah. series so many times. We've dissected it. Yeah. We've. You know, so you know, naturally, it might come a bit easier for us. But you, yeah, you're right. It's it's a good indication of what this tree is of the family. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's really well and well done as well. So it's not in your face. Like it's not. 
in your face. It's just like, yeah, this is even the this is the, the FBI and how they they've tracked it, and it's, it's exactly as to what is out there. So they know exactly what's going on. And that's what I like about these things, Blue, is that um, they um, uh, today in today storytelling is a lot different. It's about they give you an over explanation of things, right? And they have a lot of uh, exposition in their text and dialogue about how things work and how things operate mm-hmm. to the point where you get bored by the redundancy of it because it's just yeah. too much explanation. Yes. Whereas yeah. when this came out in the 90s, this was more about um, they just, this is the world and we're going to fill in the backstory through the story, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So it, as you yeah. go along, you get filled in and you get more invested because week by week, you're slowly building blocks yeah. of how things yeah. operate through the I, story. I totally agree because even you see these guys in the background, not necessarily in series one, you know, as the series progressions, mm. two, three, four, five, six, you know, a lot of characters come in. You're like, oh, okay. Yes. Like, yes. And it doesn't need, and it doesn't, like, you don't need to know, like, the complete backstory of this guy for, you know, you to get an epiphany or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it hits you, like, oh, okay, now I get it. And, like, it just helps. It, like, you don't need to know it, essentially, to get the whole just of the whole um, yeah, Soprano series. Yeah. But when it clicks and you hit, you know, okay, got it. And then when they allude to backstories, you're like, okay, yep, got it. And then it just makes sense. They do it. They, you're right. Their, story, their storytelling about how they go about it is um, it's simple like it's effective and you don't get convoluted with all this information yeah you don't get like lost in translation because you're yeah. like you got yeah that one episode where you got told about everything and now you've forgotten it because they don't mention it again it's about building a world and constructing a world from the bottom not from the bottom up sorry but so much that the world is established and the context and the backstory is filled or driven by the narrative of the story. Yeah. And it's a pretty um, complex world, like, to be honest. So mm. they do a pretty good job, you know, dumbing it down. Like, not dumbing it down, but making it easy to digest. Correct. Yeah. I like it, man. That's what I think yeah. is so good about it. Um, yeah, and, and, and this is the first episode, I guess, in the series, and I like it a lot because it's um, a foundation episode where you get an indication of, how mafia's run, operated, um, who's running things, who's in the family, who's the head honchos, who's, you know, what lines are to, who's kicking up to who sort of thing. And, yeah, and it just really sort of cements the fact that um, Tony's the boss and the mafia is run in New Jersey, has been run by Tony, but Junior is the taking the bullets from the FBI, has the, has the attention of the FBI. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful, Blue. Mm, very good. All right, listeners. Um, uh, you can find these episodes on the Full Metal Movie Reviews um, SoundCloud page, and we're on Twitter, and we're on uh, RSS feed. So wherever that you get a good podcast app, like Podcast Addict, you can find us. I find us on Twitter as well. Um, Blue, thanks for joining me this week. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, listeners, for um, another good episode of The Sopranos. And uh, until next week, bye.